Welcome to the Stop Down Photography Podcast, episode 44. I'm Scott Davenport. Today's topic is the power ballad, the medley, and photo presentation. Hi, welcome. Thanks for joining. I'm glad to be back with you for another chat about photography, this shared passion we have. And in today's episode, let's take one more step on our never-ending journey of photography. Today, let's talk about the different ways we present our work, presenting a single photo versus a set of photos. I think both have value, and each speaks to our viewer differently. Also, depending on the intended presentation, it may impact our shooting style. There may be influence on how we go about capturing the photos. I thought this would be an interesting topic to talk about. If you enjoy today's podcast, please share it with a friend, share on social media with your camera club, and if you can, please leave a rating on Apple Podcasts, Fresh Current Ratings, help others find out about the show. There are a couple of new ratings in the past week. Thank you very much to those that took the extra time to leave that rating. What got me thinking about this topic of how we present our work? Well, my style of landscape photography leans toward the singular image, and I suspect many folks lean this way as well. You set out to capture the essence of a place, that perfect wave that strikes the shoreline just so, or the moment the sun and the sky meet in that blaze of color, a momentary break in the storm where the forest is lit just right. If I were a musician, I'd be striving to write the next great power ballad. You know the ones, you know, Don't Stop Believin' by Journey, Purple Rain by Prince, uh, Aerosmith, I Don't Want to Miss a Thing, and the the, the list goes on. And from time to time, I do capture my power ballad. I get that one killer frame where everything just comes together. And it's a great feeling. It just fills a photographer with giddiness. Although, that means I have a whole lot of photos that are good, but not killer. You know, there's solid work. It's just not that tip-top, 100% perfect frame. I still like these other photos I have. I still share them, but could I do more with them? To continue our musical analogy, enter the medley. In music, a medley is a combination of smaller songs or snippets of songs that are put into a larger piece. They happen a lot in musicals, sometimes a mini reprise of songs that were heard earlier in the musical. One that comes to mind is uh, Aquarius Let the Sunshine In from the musical Hair. One of my favorite medleys is a semi-esoteric 10-plus minute opus called Brother of Mine. It's by Anderson, Bruford, Wakeman, and Howe, and they were members of the progressive rock group Yes, which is a group known for their long medley compositions. Heck, I'll put a link in the show notes to the song Brother of Mine for the Terminally Curious. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Anyway, I think there are some photographic lessons we can lift from musical medleys. I got a few of them that have rattled around in my head as I thought about this topic. Number one, you can reinforce the story with the sequence of images. You have a group of images. One photo can reinforce the others, and the group tell a richer story can mix large story points with finer details. Like, uh, for example, a large to small comparison, you know, like a wide story of a big landscape in my case, or just a wide angle shot where much of the environment is involved, and then a 
detailed drill down into a particular aspect of that environment. Uh, the thing I'm reminded of is a trip I made through Bodega Bay a couple of years back. Lots of boats, lots of harbors, great coastline views. I also captured some close-ups of things in and around the harbors, you know, lobster traps and buoys, and you can intersperse those with the broader landscape shots and deliver a more complete story of the location. You know, if I were a people photographer, I could imagine capturing photos of the fishermen, the people working the docks, close-ups of their hands, maybe they're calloused and rugged from working the sea. You know, and all of that starts to tell a richer story, much more than just a singular photo of a beautiful harbor in perfect light with great weather conditions. I'll still go after that photo, and I'll love it for all time. But there is another way to tell the story of that place with more than one photo. Second idea, the start and the finish of a group of photos can be in very different places. With a body of work, you can take your viewer on a journey, and it could be a small journey, it could be a large journey over years, but a journey nevertheless. And the destination can be very different than the starting point. The passage of time, working through seasons, uh, as heavy as life and death, sunrise to sunset. You know, with just that single image, we get that point in time. However beautiful that may be, that single moment, that's what we have. With a broader body of work, you can present more. You can study your subject from multiple angles. And I think we tend to do this instinctively when we share vacation photos, right? We show people where we were, what we saw, what we ate, and there's this mix of photos giving a multi-dimensional view of a place or an event. And the trick with vacation photos is trimming it down to a core set. I think we've all been on the receiving side of looking at too many vacation images of someone else's trip. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, culling and narrowing it down to the essential set. That's a key point, and I'll, I'll come back to that in a little bit. A third thought, and this is more so about the photos you select for your visual medley. The individual images can and should be strong in and of themselves, but taken alone, they might not deliver the same punch as the full grand set of photos. You know, the group stands stronger together. Now, I've been talking in musical analogy, so I'd be remiss as a self-professed Beatles nut if I didn't mention the eight-song medley that is most of side two of Abbey Road. This was the last studio album by the Beatles. There's a couple of songs in the middle of that longer piece, Mean Mr. Mustard, Polythene Pam. And these are John Lennon snippets of music. So John described them as, quote, a bit of crap I wrote in India. Now, I don't know about them being crap, but I do think it's fair to say that those particular songs taken on their own, they're not enough to stand on their own. They're certainly not power ballads, but as part of a bigger medley, they work really, really well. The same is true with a group of photos. Some of the photos can be accents. The photos need to be solid. You know, we don't want total crap, to quote Lennon. The photos are solid, but they can support the strongest images in the series. Let's say you're doing a set of eight photos. Well, two or three of them should be tentpole images. They hold up the story. They form the arc of your storyline. The other photos 
can be the accent to that story. As I'm talking through this, I'm getting excited because I've felt the desire to produce more collections of work, but I think in the past I've gotten hung up on a collection being this grandiose thing, kind of like a, a project doesn't have to be huge. It can be a smaller, simpler thing. The same is true for a collection of photos. It can be a small set as long as the set supports the other photos in the collective. And thinking toward my own shooting habits, this idea of collecting more photos, gathering more assets in the field, that's appealing. You know, I go and photograph sunrise a lot, and I don't necessarily need to scurry off location once the sun has breached the horizon and the golden light's gone. I could look for other accent photos, other solid images to reinforce the overall story of my sunrise. Maybe I'll sum it up like this. I don't see myself slowing down on my pursuit for the singular image. I do see an opportunity to grow into more collections of photos, more bodies of work. Because in photography, the whole can be greater than the sum of its parts. A little studio news to take a step back and talk about how I arrived at this topic, you know, what prompted me to talk about this this week is something in my head I'm referring to as the London experiment. And when I say that out loud, it sounds kind of like a spy movie or, you know, something ominous like uh, Operation Copenhagen or the Oslo Protocol or something like that. But anyway, I was reviewing uh, these older photos I had taken in London about 10 years ago or so. I have this one photo from the top of St. Paul's Cathedral. Like many visitors before and after me climbed the steps of St. Paul's to take in the view of the city. And back in 2011 or so, I'd processed it as a black and white, decided to reprocess it more recently, see if I could, you know, quote unquote, do better, maybe see how my tastes and style had changed. And the end photo was nice, but I had the idea, hmm, I have several other architectural photos from this trip. What if I group them together? And so I did. And you can see the set I came up with on stopdownpodcast.com. The show notes have a link to the episode website. You can see the six photos I settled on. And I processed them all in a similar way. Black and white, reasonably deep contrast, showcasing some building or architectural feature of London, usually a well-known one, along with those overcast skies often associated with England. And, you know, the, some of these shots are just casual snapshots. You know, it's uh, the hidden crap, a la John Lennon. But what was interesting is that the group of photos told a different story than just my singular photo from the top of St. Paul's. You know, top of St. Paul singular photo, view of a city, and admittedly, not a unique one. Instead, the group of photos, it's a story about London's architecture. They're processed in a certain way to let the architecture be prominent, the shape, the form, not the color. And there's a little bit of just London in there, you know, a little foot traffic in one photo, you know, a, a bit of a car in another, just enough that you recognize that this is, you know, a city that is alive and things are happening and moving around. And it's not just the singular stagnant architectural features of the skyline. Working through this set also highlighted a photography pattern that I have. When I go out to capture a landscape photo, 
I have that singular image mindset. But when I visit a new city or a different place I've never been, I trend toward photographing lots of different things. Now, I think there's value in both, like I said. But what's interesting is recognizing the pattern that I have, and then I can turn that into an action. I think I need to explore the medley, the group of images to tell a story, more so in my photography. Adding this to the idea pile, I've got this growing pile of ideas when travel and interaction with the outside world is easier than it is here in late 2020. I'm okay with having a growing bank of ideas. It, I won't run out anytime soon. Something else that occurred to me is why perhaps I steer toward the singular image is maybe just the way that we share images today. Most social media is centered around the singular image, and that's usually what people scroll through as they're on their phones. They see that singular image, they like it, they don't like it, they move on. And so having the group of images, that means someone does have to slow down and take a look at them. I want to think about this a little more too. Is there a different way of presenting them? You know, certainly on a website, you can present you know, a grid of, say, you know, a small number, six to eight photos. I kind of like six for layout, you know, a three, two grid, or gosh, if you're going to print them, you know, imagine a hallway with three photos on each side. You know, there's something about the number six that seems to work well here. Thinking about the way that we share photos, maybe that's been a contributor to me steering toward singular images and away from maybe what I describe as the photo essay. But the trick being, keep the number small. I've seen social media posts that are the opposite. Here's a, here's a catalog of 27 photos. You know, what do you think? It's, it's too much for a person to absorb. So I like, I like the number six. I think that's a good number to target. Another bit of industry news is November is shaping up to be a pretty big month for post-processing software. Even I kind of trailing from late October. In late October, we had Adobe Max and there were some Nice improvements to Lightroom. Color grading was the, the big tool for Lightroom. Photoshop got sky replacement. And uh, Luminar AI from Skylum. Skylum teased out a pre-release to some set of photographers. I was fortunate enough to be one of them, so I've gotten to play with the pre-release of Luminar AI and was able to put out a few videos showing what that's all about. So if you're interested in Luminar AI, Check out my YouTube channel, check my website. There's a set of videos you can look and see what's coming with Luminar AI. And then On One released Photo Raw 2021 a couple of days before this episode goes on the air. You know, the whole the whole suite, it's it's there, it's done. And I've got another six or seven videos on that software posted already. So you can see all the new features in that. I'll put links to the main landing pages where you can find the videos as well as links to the products themselves. Now, the product links, those are affiliate links, being clear and uh, transparent here. And if you purchase using one of those links, no extra cost to you, but it does give Stop Down Podcast a little bit of support. And it's an easy way to show support for the show and you know give a little bit back, helps me keep it on the air. And speaking of thank you for support, the Patreon members, Thank you so much for your support month in and month out. You're there. You're keeping the engine of this show running, and I can't tell you enough how much I appreciate your support. If you haven't been in your Patreon feed in a few days, 
take another look. I have a 40 minute or so presentation I did on long exposure photography. It's there waiting for you. You can check that out completely free to the members and Patreon. And one more way I can thank you for supporting this show and supporting my larger body of photography work. If you're interested in learning more about the Patreon community, check the show notes. There's a link there and there's a button on every page of Stop Down Podcast called Support the Show where you can learn more. Well, that wraps up this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And once again, if you did, please leave a rating on Apple Podcasts or share the podcast with your photo club. I'd love to see the audience keep growing. I hope that you go and look at your library, look at your photos again. Think about creating your own photo medley, presenting a small group of work. It's been very interesting to see how I'm starting to look at my photo collection differently and seeing things more in groups, not just those singular images I've been after for a long time. And if you have questions, thoughts, feedback about the show, you can contact me directly with the contact form on stopdownpodcast.com. Messages come straight to me. No robots, just me. And until next time, my name's Scott Davenport. Have fun. Thank you.